0: You're listening to the Creekside Church Message Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor George Willis, which is from the sermon series, Who is Jesus? For more information, please visit our website at www.creekside.org. So to kick off today, if you're here last week, you know what we're talking about today. But to kick it off, I want to ask you this personal question. And I want you to be honest. You don't have to answer it. It's rhetorical. How many of you have ever been in a relationship where you thought, man, I wish this person really knew me? Not just know about me, but really knew me. If we're being honest, that's probably every single one of us in this room. I just just wish you would... Get me sometimes. I wish you really knew me. Today, we look at another I am statement in the Gospel of John. It's in John chapter 10, verse 11. And again, if you didn't bring your Bible or you didn't bring your electronic device with your Bible app on it, we have what? The big Bible in the sky. It says this I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Say it with me. Who's Jesus? The good shepherd. What does Jesus do? Lays down his life for the sheep. He is the good shepherd. I mean, the gospel is just another word for good news. And Jesus is the good shepherd. And that Jesus is the good shepherd implies that there are others who are not so good. That actually want to harm and hurt the sheep. Now, it, it doesn't just imply this, but it points out exactly who this is. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a what? Thief and a robber. Must absolutely be a thief and a robber. You know who Jesus is talking about it? He's talking about our spiritual enemy. Do you know who our spiritual enemy is? Satan. Satan, prince of darkness. He hates God and he hates every, all the people of God. He, think, he hates everything that matters to God. Now you may know Satan as the devil. That's King James Version. As the devil. And what is the devil's mission? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is why he exists. To kill, to steal, and destroy. All that matters to God. All that matters to God, you've guessed it, Satan hates. Satan hates it. I mean, look around. There's a lot of evil in this world, isn't there? There's a lot of bad things happening. There's a lot of evil in this world that are destroying things that really matter to the heart of God. People are sick. Marriages are failing. Our children are making horrible decisions. And I believe the root of all of this is the thief and the robber. The thief and the robber. And whenever I hear that, I don't know why I think of this, but I was on a mission trip in, in, in Tijuana many years ago, and we sang this song, or it was a puppet show, El Robo Gozo." What's that mean? The joy stealer. That's all I remember from that puppet show. A thief and a robber. Jesus said this very clearly. And here is the mission of our spiritual enemy. John 10.10. 10. The thief's purpose is to do what? My purpose, Jesus' purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You see the contrast? Now, let's be clear. Jesus is who? The good shepherd. We are the sheep. You and I are sheep. And Jesus' desire is that we, as his sheep, have a rich and satisfying life. Or as many of us have heard it, you know, life and life in the fullest. Jesus is the good shepherd. We are his sheep. Now here's some. Here's a side note. This is a freebie. Uh, since sheep are mentioned, uh, if you if you like do a, a, a Bible word search, or uh, you could probably Google it, right? The Oracle of Google. You, have you consulted that recently? Uh, you can Google that. Sheep are mentioned in the Bible around 200 times. Sheep. Sheep are mentioned around 200 times in the Bible, more than any other animal. And since we're on the topic of animals, I got it. Uh, dogs are mentioned 44 times, and cats aren't mentioned at all. Actually, cats are mentioned once. Yes, as a lion. A lion that prowls around. Satan is equated to a lion that prowls around seeking to devour, right? Yeah, cats are evil. Can I get an amen? Amen. If you're watching online, do you agree with me as you pet your cat? Just want to make that connection. We... (laughs) We are sheep. What are we? Say it with me. Sheep. That's not great news. That's not great news. Some, some say sheep are some of the stupidest animals on the planet. I mean, I heard someone ask this question. Have you ever seen a sheep at a circus? A trained sheep? No because you can't train a sheep. And I say this with as much pastoral love and supernatural, like divine, spiritual love that God can instill within me, I am stupid and so are you. So I hear someone, man, I'm gonna leave here feeling good today. We are stupid sheep. <laughs> I thought about this for a second. You, you, this is the only time you probably could turn to your neighbor and say, you are stupid. <laughs> and it's biblical. Um, don't do it. Don't do it. Why, why, why do you ask when I say we're, we're stupid? Let me quickly, I mean, if you know anything about sheep, Let me quickly give you four really uh, discouraging results of a sheep that that doesn't have a shepherd. Four really discouraging things about sheep that don't have a shepherd. First thing is that sheep sheep, they get lost easily. Sheep lose their way easily. Matter of fact, in Isaiah 53, it's not gonna be up there, but I'm gonna tell you what it says. It says this in verse six, all of us, Like sheep have gone astray. All of us, not some of us, not just the people you don't like, not just the people that you think are making horrible decisions, not just our kids, all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have left God's paths to do what? Follow our own. Does anybody resemble that remark? We have all left God's way and will of doing thing, uh, things to do what? To follow our own. And we have gone astray. It's like we, we have our head to the ground, moving from one grass patch to another, doing whatever makes us happy, being like tormented by the next new shiny thing. Oh, I'm folks. Oh, wait, there's this. There's a blue light. That's awesome. Oh, nice rug. I mean, we, we get distracted with our head down. We can't seem to make a good decision. The reality is that, that that's right where every single one of us are, trying to figure out this life, but we keep making bad decisions. Because what we know to be true is that a sheep without a shepherd gets lost. The other discouraging result of a sheep being without a shepherd is this. We're defenseless. We are absolutely defenseless. Every other animal has some type of like defense mechanism, whether it be fangs, claws, wings. Sheep can't do anything. They're defenseless. And you and I, on our own, On our own, without the body of Christ, say body of Christ. Christ. On our own, without the body of Christ, without the armor of God, without protection of the good shepherd, we are vulnerable to the attacks. We are vulnerable to the lies. We are vulnerable to the temptations, and the list goes on and on, of the enemy. Because we're defenseless without a shepherd. We're living the life and believing the lies that lead to death and destruction without a shepherd. The third thing is, and maybe you can relate to this a little bit, sheep without a shepherd are stubborn. Well, actually, sheep are just, sheep are stubborn, bottom line. Sheep are stubborn. I, 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 I um, again, consulted the Oracle of Google, and uh, looking up sheep, you can Read about and see videos of sheep that get stuck and wedged in things. They they have no reverse, they can't get out. And they get wedged between two rocks, and, and, and what happens? They keep moving forward when all they have to do is back it up. They're too stupid and too stubborn to go in to reverse. Matter of fact, I, got a, I, I think we have a little clip. I want to show you an example of this. Check this out. Oh, don't. Aw, oh, wait. of us know someone like that? We could just end there. I could say, man, we can go home. We need a shepherd. We're stubborn. Many of you may know someone like that, and if you don't, maybe it's you. Like the girl who says, I'm only attracted to the bad guys. No one else seems to want me. Maybe you're fishing with the wrong bait. (laughs) Or you're like the dude that says, man, I can't stop spending all my money. Bro, come to the mall with me and we'll talk about it. (laughs) Stupid, stubborn sheep. Another... Kind of discouraging result of being a sheep without a shepherd is that uh, sheep are absolutely filthy animals. They're not like this lamb chop character you you saw on TV growing up, all nice, fluffy, and white. They are dirty animals, dirty. That's not good news. It's not what you see in children's books. They are filthy. They stink. You know why they stink? because they're not like you and I where we can take a shower and clean ourselves. They can't do it. They're incapable of taking care of themselves. They don't have the ability to clean themselves. Nasty. They stink. And can I say this very respectfully? That's the way we are in the eyes of God. We are filthy in the eyes of God. That's the way we are in the eyes of God when we do it on our own without a shepherd. And listen, I know we, we, people have said, well, hey, I think we're all good. You know, God's all love and, you know, we're, hey, he's a good person. She's a good person. You know, it, it's all good. But in the eyes of a holy and just God, we are absolutely not good not good. In the eyes of a perfect and a holy and just God, we are extremely filthy sinners who have fallen way short of God's standard of perfection. The bottom line is this: sheep need a shepherd. We need a savior. Sheep need a shepherd, we need a what? Savior. A savior. And who is our savior? Jesus. Without Jesus, we are extremely vulnerable to the attacks, to the lies, and to the destruction of the evil one. We need a savior. And that's why it's really good news that when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying it's so good that I will lay down my life for the sheep. He will lay down his life for the sheep. Now that we know how stupid and stubborn and and dirty and smelly sheep actually are, I want to show you four incredible grace-filled qualities of of, of the good shepherd. And and my heart's desire, my prayer is that it will connect with us in such a way that you can apply them in, in, in the way you live every single day not just here on Sunday, but you leave differently out those doors than the way you came in. Are you cool with that? Say, I'm cool with that. All right. What does the good shepherd do? What, what, what are some of the grace-filled qualities of the good shepherd? Well, first, the good shepherd guides us. It says in Psalm 23:3, he what? Guides me. He what? Guides me. Along the right paths for his name's sake. Do you ever find yourself with a major decision to make? You're waffling, you don't know what to do? Well, if he guides us, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and he will reveal himself to you and he will guide you. John 10, 3, 4 says this, the gatekeeper opens the, opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep... Do what? They recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. Now, some might say, hey, listen, PG, I I don't know I don't recognize the voice of God. I I don't recognize how he sounds or when he's talking to me. But listen, you have to understand that sometimes he speaks through his word. He speaks to you. You can hear God through his word. He can guide you through his word. You just have to put your head and your heart into his word. And this this voice isn't always audible. Sometimes it's this quiet, still voice kind of in the back of your mind that speaks God-honoring, kingdom kind of focused things. It's not always audible, but it can be. You can hear God's word through other people when they speak truth into your life, when they share an encouraging word. Maybe when they even challenge you a little bit, you can hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice through different life experiences. You can hear God's voice through different circumstances. I mean, God can speak in many different ways. And the sheep who belong to him, who really know Jesus, will hear and know his voice. I mean, I, I, there could be a couple hundred people in this room and you could all be talking at the same time. But when my wife speaks, I can hear her voice out of the murmur. If you walked into a room with a hundred people, can you recognize my wife's voice? No. You know why? Because you don't know her like I know her but i can walk into this room and i and and all of you could be talking and she could like she could do this thing and she just did it to me last night when we were walking into a store she goes Ch-ch-ch-ch. i don't hear the hey george love of my life don't leave me behind you look hot today no i hear the Ch-ch-ch-ch. And when I hear that, me and my daughter stop dead in our tracks and turn around because we know it's her. That is her call. That is her, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. We could be in the mall on the second or the bottom floor and she could be on the top floor in a store and my daughter and I could be walking towards Cinnabon and we hear this permeate the, the audible space in the mall with everybody Yeah. You know why I respond to that? You know why my daughter responds? Because we know her. We know her. You don't know my wife like I do. You haven't spent that much time with her. So you have, if you heard that, you probably wouldn't even hear it. It's like a dog whistle to me. But friends, listen, if you don't recognize the voice of God, the good shepherd, either you don't know him or you haven't spent much time with him. The amazing thing is with our good shepherd, he calls you by name. He calls. It's personal. It's relational. You know why? Because he knows you like no one else knows you because he created you. He calls his sheep by name. So if you have a big decision to make, if you're if you trying to decide to take this job in another city or stay here, or if you're, if you're trying to decide if you should move or stay here, or if you're trying to decide if you, you should stay in this relationship or, uh, with this person or you should leave or be a part of this church or not or join Team Creekside, which I believe is a given if you call Creekside Church your home. You shouldn't have to ask God whether you should serve or not. I'm just saying, you may ask him what lane you should get in, but not if you should serve or not. But if you got this big decision to make, do what I do, tell God, you said, you said you're Jesus, you're the good shepherd, you will guide me, you know me, you're the one that calls me by name, you're the one that leads them out. I know your job is to guide, and it's my job to follow. It's his job to guide. It's my job to follow. You show me, and I will follow. You show me. If he shows you, what's your response? To follow. That's what every one of us is looking for. Am I right? We're looking, we're looking for it. Takes all the pressure off and puts it all on him to reveal his word, to reveal his will and to direct me. You guide, I will follow. You guide, I will follow. Say he guides us. Also, the good shepherd provides for us. I'm just talking about a shepherd and a sheep. The good shepherd provides for us. It says in Psalms 23, one through three, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing or I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Now I want to break this down for a minute. He makes me lie down in green pastures. How often do you see uh, see sheep lying down? I could tell you, not very often, because I've made multiple trips down I-5. And when you go I-5 down to Disneyland or L.A. or Anaheim or Bakersfield I don't know why you go into Bakersfield, but <laughs> you see is it a flock of sheep? Not a herd of sheep, right? You see sheep on the side of I-5 and they're all standing. Whenever you see sheep, more times than not, they're going to be standing up. What it takes? What does it take to see sheep lying down? If you don't see sheep uh, or if you do see sheep, you won't see them lying down very often. I, I think three things have to take place for a sheep to lie down. They won't lie down if they're hungry. I don't think many of us would either. They won't lie down if they're hungry. They need to be well fed. They, they won't lie down if, if they're dealing with anxiety, if there's any tension or, you know, stress. They have to be getting along with the, the other sheep around them. They won't lie down if, if uh, they're feeling afraid. They have to feel safe. They have to feel safe to be able to lie down. But see, in the presence of the Good Shepherd, in the presence of the Good Shepherd who leads them to green pastures, they are full. They're not in want, they don't lack anything. And he breaks up any tension and they are not afraid because he is their defender and their protector. Then it says, he leads me besides quiet waters. Did you know that if if there's like a, a stream that has some rushing water down it, sheep will not drink from it? They often fall in and they can't get out. Remember, they have no reverse. There's a cool video, about not cool, funny video about a sheep on his back and he's just too stubborn to get right back up. They can't get out. But the good shepherd, what's he do? He leads them besides the right kind of water. Who is the right kind of water? For you and I, it's Jesus. He's the living water. The living water. Drink of him and never thirst again because he quenches that inward thirst. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. He's such a good provider, not just materialistically, but physically or, or physically, but he, is, he provides for us spiritually as well. He refreshes our soul. Some of you have everything on the outside that you will ever need, but on the inside, your soul is not at rest. Your soul is not at rest. You might be a sheep without a shepherd. You have to know that our good shepherd is so loving that in his provision he refreshes our soul inwardly that we can be at peace and it's a peace that that goes beyond anything we can comprehend and understand. This is how good our good shepherd is. Amazingly, a sheep under the care of a good shepherd. All hell can break loose. All hell can break loose in your life. All sorts of things can go wrong. Still, you can have a supernatural peace that transcends your ability to really understand that that's exactly the kind of peace that the good shepherd brings when he refreshes your soul. He guides us. he, He provides for us. The good shepherd also corrects us may not be great news for you if you're the sheep that is wandering, kind of doing your own thing. It may not be good news at, at, at the time, but it actually is because the shepherd's love for you is enough to correct you when you're wandering into danger. Job knew this well. He said, blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the what? Of the Almighty. For he, for he wounds, but he also binds up. He injures, but his hands also heal. That's an odd thing for our God to do. To wound us and then bind us up. One article of what some loving shepherds would do with this little lamb, or with little lambs, that would continue to wander off. It was common for a dumb sheep or a, a, dumb, a dumb stubborn sheep to keep them from wandering off into trouble or keep them from wandering off a cliff or in, in, into the uh, same area as wolves. You know what loving shepherds would do? They'd take a rod and they'd break its leg. I know it sounds cruel. Then he would comfort and carry the lamb on its shoulder. And it kept the lamb close to him. And and in turn, it trained the sheep to stay close and become completely dependent on the loving shepherd. The lamb would learn the shepherd's voice and the lamb would learn that the shepherd can be trusted. There may be a time where a good and loving God lets us face consequences of our own stupid decision. There may be a time where the uh, loving and gracious God will allow us to face the consequences of our own decision to keep us from even more, uh, 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 even more, and or a greater stupid decision that we that will cost us severely over time that we'll never be able to overcome. I mean, I can just hear now, "Oh, praise the Lord! I'm getting disciplined." said no one ever. Or like my kid, praise Jesus. I love that I can't leave my room. Here, take my phone too. <laughs> All glory to God. It doesn't happen. Here's what the scripture says about this very thing. Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Amen. It actually feels painful. Later on, however, it produces what? A harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Our good shepherd loves us enough to even correct us to keep us out of further harm. Do you see how good this shepherd is? He guides us. He provides for us. He corrects us. And the last thing is this. He protects us. The shepherd protects, protects us. This is what the Bible says. David, King David said this, and I'm going to chop it up a little bit. Psalm 23, verse 4 through 6. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for what? You are with me. The good shepherd is with me in it and through it all. Your rod, your rod, it's a weapon to defend and your staff, it's a stick with a hook that when a, a lamb gets caught on a cliff or a shelf on a cliff, he can hook the, the lamb and, and pull it back up to safety. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Like I said, sheep stank not just stink they stank there's a difference it's like hungry and hangry sheep stink and it's like common for flies to get in the nose of the sheep lay eggs larvae hatch and go north into the nasal cavity which is the brain they take up residence in the brain and it drives the, sheep's nut, the sheep nuts that they'd bang their head up against a wall trying to get it out. Even to the point of death. You know what the oil was used for? Insect repellent. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. There's a tradition in Old Testament Palestine homes where you were allowed to stay at the table as, as a guest, as long as the host of the home kept filling your cup back up with wine. As long as it was full, you were welcome in the house. When it ran empty, it was time to get out when they didn't fill your cup again. We should try that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Derek, yeah. Uh, oh, all out of wine, dude, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. When it ran empty, it was time to get out. David says, my cup overflows, meaning I'm always welcome in the presence of God. I'm always welcome in the presence of the good shepherd. I'm always welcome in his house. In verse 6, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The good shepherd protects us. The good shepherd protects us. This doesn't mean that you will ever face or, or never face or fall into physical harm. He doesn't promise that. It does mean in the spiritual terms, or in spiritual terms, he has stored up for you an inheritance that will never ever spoil. It will never ever perish. It will never fade away. The good shepherd is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus told a parable, if if the shepherd has a hundred sheep and one wanders away, what does that shepherd do? He leaves the 99 and he goes after the one. May I say today, there is someone here, maybe someone watching online, that this whole message is just for you. You are the one. You are the one. You are the one who needs the shepherd. And you are the one he is coming after. You are the one. Why? Because he loves you that much. He loves you that much. Someone may be feeling like, oh man, this message sounds like it's directed at me. Guess what? It is. It's absolutely directed at you. God is speaking to you directly. You are the one. 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 And most of you on this side, you are the ones. He loves you that much. I'm going to invite you to stand with me this morning. What song are we singing? You deserve it all. You deserve it all. So we're about to sing the bridge of You Deserve It All. Found in your name the power to save. Everyone say, He guides me, He provides for me. Say this one with unction He corrects me, and He protects me. I'm surprised you knew what unction was. He guides us, he provides for us, he corrects us, he protects us. Father, we thank you that you are the good shepherd. We thank you that your protection through your correction provides everything we need as we follow your path that you lay out before us as you guide us. I pray for those of us who may be feeling like we're that one disconnected sheep, but I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you reveal to them that there's a shepherd uh, on the hunt for them with a tremendous amount of grace and love and all they have to do, Father, is turn around and acknowledge Jesus as their good shepherd. Put their faith in them, in him. Thank you for what you provide in Jesus. Thank you, Father, for guiding us, providing for us, correcting us, and protecting us, all in the person of Jesus. I don't know where you may be today, but I can say with confidence that the presence of God is here. And Jesus is just waiting for you to turn to him. As we close our time in worship, let your heart reflect on the good shepherd. Let your heart reflect on, let your soul be refreshed by who Jesus is. Make it your time with God this morning.